This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. That's on election day. You have to do it in our office only. You cannot go to a polling place and do it. It has to be done here. Already getting tired of us here uh, talking about it yet? Tomorrow is the deadline. Tomorrow is the deadline to register to vote. And I don't mean to poke fun. It's just as one of the things that we've learned here recently is, folks, yes, I know I'm familiar with the voter registration law. I'm familiar with the voter ID law. I know, I know who doesn't have a photo ID. One of the things that we are learning is did you check as a matter of fact we got some great stories we started talking about this a couple of weeks ago and there was a moment of panic apparently throughout mid-missouri when we said okay but is your photo id up to date yes we all have a photo id but is it up to date Something we need to be aware of. Good morning. Welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Brandon Rather. Special guest co-host Steve Spellman joining us this morning. Hey, good morning, Brandon. Glad you could uh, be here. Steve Spellman is very active in the community, has done things. He writes a lot for the Missourian, kind of like the, the token conservative. <laughs> I, f- I fill a role. Yeah, there's a need out there. Hey, yeah. we need somebody to write from an intelligent point of view. Oh, we know. How about this Steve Spellman guy? So he writes guy, a lot. Yeah. yeah. For the Missourian, there's John Marsh. Good morning. Producer Hannah is here. Hello. Brian Houseworth is running around. My name is Brandon Rather. If there's something we can do for you, 874-9390, 874-9390. Tomorrow is the deadline to register to vote. We heard from Steve Korsmeyer. He is the Cole County clerk. You need to go to the office. And if, you're, uh, if, you just, if you have any doubts, if you're just unsure, the best thing, and I know people like Brianna Lennon and them are going to get mad at me. Uh, but just call, <laughs> call me off. And I know they're busy as it is anyway, but call. You know that, Brandon, you're right on the mark about that. Not just call, but I would say one more thing, and that is to be sure. And they would, uh, I, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to get an influx of people today. But also, it, it's not bad to go in. If you really want to be sure, um, you want to go in because uh, postmarks and, ch- and, I've had a lot of problems with mailing mailing letters. Um, I mean, the, the mail in general, just it, delivery just, times. And- yeah, it's just. I mean, it's been a big disappointment. Um, I've I've had a lot of issues. I love the mail service, but for some reason, I've had some issues. Um, and I know a lot of people have as well. So if you really want to be sure, the best thing to do would be to take five minutes to go down in and out and get it done. Unless there's another way, you know, especially we have a lot of older people that don't have computers. But tomorrow is the deadline. You have today and tomorrow. So at least you've got some time to get it done. You know, issues with the mail, it's enough to make you go postal. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a few points. Uh, That was good. I'll give you a few points there. Uh, side note, I got my gas tax refund for or the Reese's, what? and I was surprised. <laughs> the only reason I mentioned that is because I submitted the stuff uh, prior to the deadline, the end of uh, the end of September, and it only took me a week to get my check for three dollars and twelve cents. The wow. real question is, do you feel like it was worth it? All of the str- like all the struggle that you went through to get your three dollars. Yeah, and actually, it was fifteen dollars and thirty cents. <laughs> It, it was kind of, so a lot of it was principle of yeah. the thing, mm-hmm. and I'm the same guy. Oh, you really stuck it to I the man. Oh, them <laughs> like hey, all that new pay, all that new resurfacing on 63. Uh, don't thank me; I didn't pay for it. <laughs> 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 I got my fifteen dollars. Yeah, you know, I think it was it, to keep the receipts. The the biggest part was just filling out the the paperwork. It was mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe an hour, but the satisfaction you can't you can't put a price on satisfaction. Man. I almost would have just handed you twenty bucks to 
not have to listen to you whine about it anymore. <laughs> uh, but it didn't take long. I submitted it less than a week later. I had my check for $15.30. Tomorrow is the deadline to get registered to vote. And, of course, very, very... The, all the elections are important, but then getting out and voting. And this is interesting, and I know, uh, Steve, you're tied into a lot of the local stuff. Heard from a couple of different um, candidates in Boone County specifically. Uh, Dustin Stanton, who is the treasurer in Boone County, appointed by right. Governor uh-huh. Mike Barson. He had a fundraiser last night in Hallsville. Was there talking to him, also talking to Connie Leppard, who is a candidate for Boone County mm-hmm. presiding commissioner. And they both, we talk about how if you were to look at an election map, of the state of Missouri. Every single county in the state of Missouri is red. Every single one of them except for three. Mm-hmm. Jackson County, City of St. Louis, not St. Louis County, City of St. Louis, and Boone County. Blue, blue, blue. And City of Kansas City, too, which was sure. technically a bit, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. And what's yeah. crazy about that is is almost all those rural counties used to be, used to be blue yeah. 25 to 30 years ago. Yeah, old time, any, old, old time rural Missouri Democrats. My uh, uh, wife's grandmother grew over by Troy, Missouri, mm-hmm. by Wentzville. Working class lady, very conservative in her living and, and, and lifestyle and so forth. Always vote Democrat because, well, that's the working man's party. Is pro the big labor and all that stuff. Right. And boy, that really changed. I remember, uh, I guess, Obama and Hillary when they were in the primary when 08. She looked at my father-in-law like, what in the world has happened here? Like, that's when it finally dawned on him. And I think many Missourians that used to be Dem are like, what's happened to this national party? And you see, like, Cori Bush going through with the issues that she's talking about around Missouri. And it's like, other, more and more Democrats are like, what in the world has happened here? Boone County. So I've heard from Connie Leppard and Dustin Stanton, that maybe Boone County is, is when they break it down by precincts, maybe not quite as blue as, as we think it is. It's tough being an intelligent person in Boone County when, you, when you're up against a blunt bunch of uh, uh, Democrats. Um, but it is important to vote. And here's the thing, and I, and I cannot figure this one out. We talk about get out and vote, get out and vote, get out and vote. And like August, you know, everybody's talking about this U.S. Senate race. Eric Greitens, Eric Greitens is going to be... And we still had less than one out of every five voters showed up to vote. We look at our municipal elections on this past April election with Randy Minshew running for uh, mayor against Barbara Buffalo. A little bit higher, but I think it was like 14% turnout. And I don't understand. We talk and talk and how passionate we are. Uh, but people don't turn out to vote. Shimon Jones, who's running for Boone County Recorder of Deeds, talking telling us about the importance of voting. A lot of people are complaining, and the only way that you can really do something is to get out there and vote. The last time I spoke to the group of black church leaders um, here in Columbia, I said, if you have a church van, please get them out to vote. Help them help be the solution, because we need to get them out there to vote. Get them registered. You have church vans, do it. Uh, get them registered and get them to vote. Now, Shimon Jones, she's interesting. She is a she's a Republican and she's black running in uh, in Boone County. And I mentioned that because she mentions it there. You know, and this is what she hears in the community. And I don't understand. You have any thoughts as to why we, we you know, all these people we talk about, we got to get out and vote. We gotta, and we're turning out one in every five voters. I think, you know, your interview with uh, Mike Murphy was it yesterday from Como Buzz uh, that Democrats are more organized. Um, that's been a thing. And, and for left-leaning, more collectivist-type folks, government is more important to them. It's a more important aspect of their life. 
They want to do more things through government. Charity needs to be government. Healthcare yep. needs to be government. Everything needs to be. Schools need to be all government. And so this is this is the biggest thing in life. Whereas conservatives like you know our family, faith, other things, government's a thing. It's important. But I think the emphasis in life, I think of left leaning people in general, and so Democrats election. It's like a holiday um, sort of thing. Steve Steve brings up a, such a good point there about, and the Democrats do, to their credit, you give them a lot of credit in the unions. The unions go door to door on behalf of Democrat politicians, and they're very effective, and they have every right to do that. There's no question about that. But, you know, I, I view it as this, that getting out to vote, what the, the bite that uh, Brandon played there with Shimon, I think, is very bipartisan or nonpartisan because the church people, she doesn't know how they're going to vote. They very well could vote straight Democratic, but she does want them to vote. But I guess what surprises me is we have a Democratic county clerk, a Republican secretary of state. Politically, they don't share a lot in common, but what they do both say all the time is get people to vote. They come on the show all the time, and yet the numbers don't seem to go up. And I know I I just don't I don't understand. Marsh, any thoughts as to why we? Here's what I keep thinking. I keep I remember the old Toby Keith song, uh, a little less talk and a lot more action. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. but any thoughts as to why you think like? And I'm not saying it's just Republicans that don't turn out to vote because a lot of us we sure do talk a lot. Uh, but we're not showing it at the polls. Any thoughts as to why uh, such a low voter turnout? I go back to 2016 being the bellwether for Missouri becoming as established a red state as anybody with, gosh, everybody on the ballot went in what was it, like six statewide offices, the GOP one and about four of them, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, were held by Democrats in 16 and the well, Senate seat and Eric Greitens coming in. So, you know, I don't know, maybe people kind of resting on their laurels or something and not going to the polls down the road when they look back to that. I don't know. That was a watershed. John hit it on the head. That was a watershed that was right after Ferguson. There's no doubt those rural areas definitely started to trend red. And Donald Trump won the state by 19 to 20 points. And he basically carried... I know Roy Blunt's people cringe when I say this, but the reality is Roy Blunt squeaked by in that Senate race by maybe two points over Jason Kander. Without Donald Trump on the ballot, Roy Blunt probably loses that mm. seat. And Greitens won very, very close. I mean, tr- Trump's coattails in 2016 had a huge impact, and the state has, has grown more red uh, since that time. There's no doubt about it. But um, that was a big deal because Jay Nixon, the I mean, all the statewide office holders, exception of one, Peter kinder at that point were all um democrat monday night football last night troy aikman everybody saw the bad call uh chiefs uh defensive lineman chris jones goes in he's trying to sack the quarterback for the raiders david carr and he gets called for was it roughing uh and then troy aikman afterwards i love this call by aikman his body's there it's just where it It is too much i mean my hope is the competition committee looks at this next set of meetings and you know we take the dresses off is that sexist hannah he's implying that they're chicks i hope the competition committee take those dresses off (laughs) with the I, so I actually heard him say this last night and went, "Ooh, oh. that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna age well for him." The locker room humor there. The locker room <laughs> it's humor. It's Aikman. 
Uh, it's a, it was very cool. Uh, Chiefs pick up a great win last night. Travis Kelsey, four touchdown receptions. Chiefs win four and one in the AFC West. Coming up 7-10, folks. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I had scheduled this this weekend. I'm just saying I don't have anything to preview to, for you today. I don't have anything I don't have anything specific uh, to, to add. I don't have any particular examples for you at this time, so I'm not going to comment. So I'm not going to get ahead of the conversations that are all right, you know how that is. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House book. I'm not going to answer. I don't have any info for it. That's, and that is par for the course we've been highlighting over the past several days. A lot of the Democrats that won't answer questions, specifically when it comes to illegal immigration and all the drugs and fentanyl that comes through our secure border. And that's getting us into today's daily D.C. rundown here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Let's start in Columbus, Ohio. First debate between Democratic U.S. Representative Tim Ryan and Republican J.D. Vance uh, descended, as they often do, into attacks with the candidates for Ohio's open U.S. Senate seat accusing each other of being responsible for job losses and putting party loyalty ahead of voters' uh, needs. Uh, Maybe perhaps a knockout moment last night, uh, J.D. Vance. As an exception. Look, I've always believed in reasonable exceptions. This is a misrepresentation of my view, but let's hear it from me, not from Congressman Ryan. I, I absolutely think the 10-year-old girl, the case that we've, of course, heard a lot about, an incredibly tragic situation. I mean, look, I've got a 9-year-old baby girl at home. I cannot imagine what's that, what that's like for the girl, for her family. God forbid something that, like that would happen. I've said repeatedly on the record that I think that that girl should be able to get an abortion if she and her family so choose to do so. But let's talk about that case. Because why was a 10-year-old girl raped in our community, raped in our state in the first place? The thing the media and Congress and Ryan, they talk about this all the time. The thing they never mentioned is that poor girl was raped by an illegal alien. Knockout punch. J.D. Vance on Team Ryan. Now, here's why this matters. If you're newer to talk radio, you're a regretful Biden voter, and you're sitting around here in mid-Missouri. Why am I paying so much for gas and all these groceries and all this? Here's why that matters. Here's why we cover the Ohio Senate race, because control of the Senate, uh, it hangs in the balance. And this is a very tight race. Latest polling as of this morning right now. Now, there's no polling uh, post last night's debate, but latest polling has been showing J.D. Vance for what polls are worth. Leads that race over Tim Ryan by a couple of uh, points. Here's another thing that Steph and I have pointed out from time to time. We immediately took a hit on the worldwide stage following the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021. We talk about how we look poor on a worldwide stage. We, do, we don't have any bravado. There's no oomph. And that's important when you look at what's happening with China, when you look at what's happening with Russia. When was the last time you were told to uh, cover, cover up your head with your hands and hide under a school desk? Not since the Cold War era. And now Biden's out saying, hey, uh, we're closer to nuclear war than we've ever been. I don't know if that's true or not. But... Th- On a worldwide stage, we look bad. Now the U.S. international outlook has undergone a major shift. This from the Associated Press this morning. Polls are showing. Yeah, we don't feel real good about where we are. Two years into the Biden administration, uh, here's some numbers. 60% of U.S. adults say relations with adversaries will get worse. I hate to say... But back when Trump was president, I don't play that here, but I'm going to play that here. 
That's up from 26%. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. I'm Becky Arms, and I'm so excited that you get to experience a bit of the thoughts I hear every single day. Enjoy. Chris, 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 Chris. Something that the progressive left is is advocating for, and they're really swimming uphill on this. We've done mounds and mounds of polling on this, and it is supported by women, by males, by conservatives, by liberals, Republicans, and Democrats all across the board on our polling. We've done polling on this for the last couple of years. It shows that all these groups are against having non-citizens vote. It's Christopher Arps on the road talking about voting and voting rights and who should and shouldn't be uh, voting. Chris, welcome into the show. What were you talking about there? Uh, good morning, everyone. I was in Columbus, Ohio, and the Columbus, uh, Ohio has on their ballot this year a uh, a a thing called issue two, which is uh, to amend the state constitution to say only United States citizens can vote. And so we were having a press conference with the Secretary of State Frank LaRose and a couple of the state representatives that sponsored this uh, sponsored this uh, measure. And so we we're just trying to uh, get the word out on that last week. So can you hear that? The crackling in the background. No, there's music going on. My phone's playing, but you can't hear it. So I, it's distracting me, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Chris told me before we came on air that he couldn't figure out how to turn the music off. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing something while you were calling me, and it's, and, and it's whatever. Okay, let's go. Just close out, close out of whatever app is playing. Brandon can surely sympathize, right? Technology, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's inconvenient for you, we can just call back later and hang out then while, you, while you're... About 9.30? Yeah. We'll let you finish your best of Henry Mancini jazz album. <laughs> and we'll call you back. Uh, welcome into the show. Wake up mid-Missouri. Uh, I'm Brandon Rather, special guest co-host Steve Spellman this morning. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Producer Hannah is here. Good morning. There's John Marsh. Yes, sir. Brian Houseworth is running around. By the way, coming up 710, uh, two big things happening last night. The Chiefs game, why folks are talking about the game nationwide. We'll do that at 710. One of the other things coming up, excited to be chatting with Ryan McGraw. He is the school superintendent in Jefferson City. This on the heels, Columbia City schools having their first meeting last night. Uh, well, they have clamped down. I might be exaggerating a little bit. They've clamped down on freedom of speech at school board meetings. I might be exaggerating, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll own it. Christopher Arps, who does a lot of work on, on uh, as it relates to voting. Uh, let me ask you, as people that say, hey, yeah, uh, uh, even non-citizens, illegal immigrants, they should vote too. What is their argument for allowing illegal immigrants to vote? Here's the argument that they use. They say it's basically a no taxation without representation argument. They say that these folks uh, that are here legally with green cards, um, they're paying taxes, um, they're sending their kids to school. Because of that, they should be able to vote. And, of course, you know, we applaud them for coming to this country legally, doing everything they need to do to get to the point where they, beca- where they can become citizens. But I and millions of other Americans across the country believe that you should not be allowed to vote in any election from president down to dog catcher, unless you become a citizen first. Seems like a no-brainer. Uh, that's what I would think, too. But as Steve and I, uh, or at least I can't vouch for Steve here, but I think I've got what I think is an interesting question. You talk about okay. no taxation without representation. 
Is that is that the biggest argument you hear when people say, yes, they should they should uh, be allowed to vote. They pay taxes, too. Is there some credibility to that argument? If you were in a debate and you go in and you go into a courthouse downtown and here's your mm-hmm. team, you're debating against illegals uh, being able to vote in U.S. citizens and you've got the other team that they're going to argue why they should. And they said right before it starts, you got to switch sides. Chris, now you've got to argue for why yeah. illegals but, should be allowed to vote. Well, I'll tell you why. Here's, here's the argument. I'll, first, I'd like to give the argument why the taxation argument is not a, a good argument. And I made this uh, made this point at the press conference in Columbus. I said, "Look, well, while I was here in Columbus, um, I stayed in a hotel. I had to pay hotel taxes. Uh, we went to a local restaurant. I paid uh, local sales taxes because I paid taxes uh, because I was temporarily in Columbus, Ohio. Should that give me the right to vote? No, it doesn't. And because these people are here in this country temporarily." Some of them don't want to become citizens. Some of them want to live and and go to school here and go back home. They shouldn't be able to vote either. That's a great point, Chris. This is Steve. Uh, You know, uh, like uh, when President Trump was kind of tweaking the census a few years ago, Mm -hmm. to even ask the question of people, are you a U.S. citizen? And I thought, well... I thought that would already be on there. I'm surprised it wasn't. People yeah. got up in arms. But, you know, to your point, you're visiting another state. But, you know, if I were visiting, say, France or Mexico or Australia or wherever, I would have no presumption to be able to vote in their elections. I mean, I, I, I unless I was, you know, became a citizen, like I want to permanently move here and this is my new home and I registered to vote and whatever rules they have in their culture mm-hmm. and so forth. But to to be visiting a place and not a citizen, I, I would have no presumption to, to be able to vote somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you look at Canada. We can't go to Canada and vote if we live there temporarily. We can't go to Mexico and, and vote if we live there temporarily. Now, I will say this. There are some countries in Europe, um, that, and I don't know which ones offhand, that actually do allow non-citizens to yeah, vote their um, in their country for <laughs> exactly municipal elections. And that's the argument that uh, some of the the uh, proponents of this here in the United States use. Well, uh, other countries allow people to, uh, foreigners to vote into their elections. Um, but people have given examples where they live temporarily somewhere and voted, and we should be able to do that here. No. All right. Hey, Christopher Arms, ChristopherArms.com is joining us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and News Radio 104.5 KWOS. Just getting this from Fox News. Oh. Check this out. Former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announces that she is leaving the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, uh, hold on. Wait a minute. I got a yawn. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just waiting for Manchin and Mark Kelly to announce their leaving. Denouncing the organization as an elitist cabal. Gabbard attacked the institution in a minute-long video posted to her Twitter account. Gabbard did not announce plans to join the Republican Party or adopt any other political affiliation. Uh, and in other news, yeah. water is wet. Uh, I think Tulsi Gabbard left the Democratic <laughs> Party uh, a long time ago. I think the Democratic Party didn't consider her a member in good standing uh, for several years now. So uh, it's an interesting announcement. But come on, guys. Are you shocked? Here's some, oh. of, her, here's some of her announcement. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness. 
who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution, who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, then I invite you to join me. Hey, you're right. <laughs> me. It's good stuff, but no shocker. Okay. Uh, but I'll tell you what is big there is she's calling on other Democrats. She's calling on other Democrats to leave the party. I think that's impactful, whether or not it'll happen. And I'm hoping that people like Joe Manchin hears her, maybe Mark Kelly from Arizona. And how about all these Democrats who are distancing themselves from Joe Biden? Joe Biden offering to come and campaign uh, on their campaigns with him. And they're like, nah, I'm good, Joe. <laughs> we, don't, uh, you know, we don't need you. Here's what I see here, uh, Brandon. I'm seeing a little 2024 politics. Uh, coming to play here. Not that she's going to run for president as Republican 2024. Maybe she's angling to be Donald Trump's running mate. What do you think about that? That'd be a pretty good ticket. I don't think Trump's going to run in 2024, first of all. I, I really don't. I think he's going to. And here's the thing. And I love trying. You know how much. Uh, did I ever tell you that story, Hannah, about 2015? Oh, good I'm, God. Yes. So <laughs> You've mentioned it a couple times. <laughs> Have I mentioned that once or twice over the past seven, eight years? Yeah, it's right. been a while. Uh, I think he's got less uh, political uh, clout now. He's got it within his own party. But listen, we got to get outside of the Republican Party, and I really believe this, and don't be mad at me. Uh, there's a lot of regretful Biden voters. There's a lot of politically unhoused, a lot of people that I hate to say in the middle. Uh, they don't like Democrats. We heard what Tulsi Gabbard just said. She's urging other Democrats to leave the party. There's a lot of people that don't like this Democrat stuff. I agree with everything Tulsi Gabbard said. But Trump's not their answer. They're like, yeah, we don't want that either. Uh, and, and I believe that. So I don't think Trump would run in 2024. And if he did run in 2024, frankly, I don't think he would be successful, even in the primary. I really don't believe that as much as I want it to be. I want that to happen. We were just sharing poll numbers earlier today. One of the things Stephanie and I have always been big on since the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021 since the tragic events that unfolded that day we have we've always argued we look weaker on a worldwide stage the world looks us at us and points fingers like chubby brandon in the second grade who can't play kickball very and they point and they <laughs> laugh and tease that's what america they're like a chubby brandon in the second grade who can't play kickball they that's how they view us now and that's happened since trump has left left office uh, so you have all these people that re are regretful Biden voters, but I really just don't think Trump would be the guy in 2024. But I like where your head's at. Trump, Gabbard, 2024. Donald Trump is running for president in 2024. 
this is Donald Trump's nomination to lose. It's his if he wants it. And one, he's going to continue to run with all of these indictments and all of these court actions against him. He's going to continue to run because as long as he runs for office, then he can always point to they're attacking me because I am running for president. That's why they're indicting me. Look, the, the running for office, I think he wants to be president again also, but I think it also kind of shields him in a sense from all these lawsuits and all this legal action against them that he can claim they're doing it because uh, it's strictly politics. He's running, Brandon. I will bet you uh, a steak dinner at that famous steakhouse we always talk about that he is running. So he and runs on record. Running and running successfully are two way different uh-huh. things. Oh, now you want to throw it. Chris Frost. Now you want to throw a little caveat in there. Uh, so yeah, he might run, but you know what? Eric Greitens ran for Senate in Missouri. So what? That's how I would tab that. Yeah. So gonna, right right now, Brandon, who in the Republican Party can beat Donald Trump in a Republican primary? I, I would seriously look at somebody like DeSantis who loses some of the, he's he's got the chops. Hey, we're strong, we're firm on our beliefs, uh, less crazy. Uh, DeSantis and I would, would never challenge Trump. You, you don't foolish. think so? No, that would be foolish because once Trump gives you a nickname and as Trump has, 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 has put that around your neck, you're done. DeSantis, the guy, a bride of a future. the guy who had the marbles to send illegal immigrants... Uh, to a sanctuary city, Martha's Vineyard, you don't think he's got the gumption to say, you know what, uh, screw politics, screw Trump, I'm going to run. You don't think he would do that? No, because he stole the idea from the Texas and Arizona governor. So no, it wasn't anything original about that. He just sent them to a different place. Right. Nothing original about sending illegals up north. Ladies, ladies, <laughs> let's remember we're all friends you here. Take it outside, Brandon? <laughs> let's... Arps, you could take him. <laughs> That's a, that is a great point about that. DeSantis. He he's he's in there, all star conservative nationally, but a distant second. It, it, Trump has a whole gravity to him. I mean, there's exactly. whatever he wants to throw around and this teaser stuff. I might run. I might have to run all his rallies. Well, he's probably gonna. But it's the suspense. He likes the suspense. You exactly. Know? That's part of it exactly. too. He likes the suspense. He would run. Do you think this is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert? Trump nomination to lose if he wants it, and one he's going to continue to run with all of these indictments. All of these. <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> Who is that brilliant guy? Oh my god! <laughs> always point to he's in the echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Did I say that at the press conference last week? That's, That's what I said first. Uh, Chris for Arps in the echo chamber. By the way, uh, via text 874-9390, you get a lot of folks agreeing with you about Trump 2024. I personally, I just don't see. Uh, I'm not real sure that he would run. I would, uh, And I would really, as much as I would want him to yeah. win, I just don't think it would happen. And so my contention to Chris is you got to get out of the echo chamber. Mr. President, that's why. I love you, man. Brandon, that's, <laughs> Brandon, that's, that's why you're the talk show host and I'm the political expert. And that's, that's why we keep those roles separate. That's right. And that's why you travel the country and people pay you very good money to talk about this stuff. And and here I am on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Hey, and there's an, you have another big event here in the final minute or so. You've got a big event coming up in St. Louis this weekend. And as folks here in Mid-Missouri, this is something we can take part in. Uh, what are you doing? 
Actually, yeah, St. Louis County uh, Central Committee is having their annual Lincoln Reagan Day dinner um, this Saturday, October 15th. It's at the River City Casino Hotel Ballroom. Uh, the featured speaker this year is Winsome Sears. She is the lieutenant governor of Virginia. She is the first African-American uh, woman elected statewide there in Virginia. Um, she's a very dynamic speaker. And, uh, you know, last year we had Burgess Owens, congressman, as a keynote speaker. So Renee Artman, who is our chair, is doing a fantastic job. So if you're in St. Louis and you want to hear a very dynamic speaker this Saturday, uh, come on out. Win some Sears. Uh, and it's cool to get involved. It's showing up at this stuff. Steve and I were recently at the uh, GOP, Boone County GOP Chili Supper. 